Well, thank you for joining me today for what I hope is a little bit of encouragement in your life. And uh, you know, if you're a follower of Jesus and you're a believer in the Lord, that God does not choose to reveal to us everything we might like to know. There are some things that he just keeps himself. Now, he's revealed so much to us in the Word of God. He reveals us things as we grow in him. But there's some things that are just kind of known to him. I find my heart at times when I have those un unanswerable questions. The verse is found in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. Let me just read the first part of it right here. It says in this verse, The secret things belong to the Lord our God. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. In other words, he says... Those things are for me and for me alone. And what he calls us to do at that particular moment is just to believe him, trust in him, leave it with him. And we can find a settled attitude and we can find peace in our hearts, even when we don't know all the answers, especially the answers to the questions of why. But there's some questions and some thinking that we can do that can help us begin to reframe the experiences of our lives in a way that we can begin to see God's involvement even when we don't understand his, his involvement. I want to share with you some steps that we can take to help us understand and reframe our thinking so that we can just renew our confidence in God. So let's do a little bit of reframing right now. First of all, I want you to think about this. When you have something in your life, ask this very simple question. Do I believe this is an accident or an appointment? Do I believe that events just happen randomly out of my control? Or is somehow God aware and knowledgeable and going to be able to use this for His glory some way? Once we get to the point where we can reframe it as this indeed is an appointment, maybe one that we wouldn't have chosen for ourselves, but to understand this was something known to God, this was something that was on His calendar, something that He's allowed. Not everything is a direct cause, not directly caused by God. Some things He just allows. The things that people do that are sinful and wrong and all that, we understand that's left to man's a choice in the matter and the moral choice that he has given to us. But nonetheless, he knows about it and we are told in Scripture that he can work all those things together for, for him. So just asking that question will help reframe. Secondly, try to recall some spiritual insight that you've received recently, something you've studied in the Word of God, something you've heard from someone teaching or maybe a, another believer has shared with you, something you've read. Because at least in my experience, oftentimes when I find that I am learning something, God is in the process of teaching me some new principle, some new concept, He will then give me a real-life experience to put that into play in my life. I remember I shared that last one I just shared with you about appointment or accident, and the very next day, God just dropped a bomb into my experience. And later that same week, bomb number two hit. And, just, and I just had to say, and I shared with others, this, this caught me off guard. But this is an appointment, not an accident. So just by the way of just saying, what, is he, what am I learning? Because you might expect that what you're learning, God's going to give you a real-time example, real-life example of that. Number three, we need to focus on the promises, not the problems. Oftentimes the problems are right here in our face, right here in our life, right here, right now. And we just seem so overwhelmed and sometimes we want to panic and run. And sometimes we're even tempted to abandon our confidence and faith and trust in God. But we need to refocus on, okay, God, what are your promises to me? Now, the Bible is full of promises, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time giving you a catalog because you can find them easily. But just promises like God promises to not allow us to be tested above that point which we are able. Or promises like God will never leave us nor forsake us. The fact that God gives us these great promises. So just by reframing things, of, okay, I'm going to think about what are the promises in play right now. And I'm going to let that sort of intersect and hopefully even overshadow 
the problems that I face. It helps us to reframe things and get us back to a faith condition. Number four, we need to assume right motives of God. Sometimes when we allow, when something happens in our lives, He allows it to happen in our lives that, that is painful, hurtful, whatever. We think, God, why are you punishing me? Why are you trying to, to hurt me? Well, you understand there are some things that are our fault, not God's. And sometimes if we stray off a path, He will use chastening, that's the Bible word, some discipline to bring us back into life. And we need to be willing to ask ourselves, is there something I've done that's produced this? If it is, then we need to confess our sins to God and reconnect with Him and get on the path that we should be. But sometimes, as you well know, things just happen in life not because He's trying to discipline us, but because He's trying to develop us. And we always need to assume, Lord, whatever you've allowed, whatever you've caused, you have the best of intention for me. And if we catch ourselves assuming the wrong motives about God, that's going to spin us off in a direction we don't want to be. So reframe our things by always assuming the right motives. Next, we need to ask ourselves a couple questions. First question here is this, is God here or not? Is he with me or not? Is he involved in this situation or not? Is he aware of the situation or not? Does he care in this situation or not? Is he able to do something about the situation or not? If you're a follower of God, you need to just ask the question, is God here or not? And you, you know the answer, right? And uh, that just knowing that answer and recalling it to your mind begins to sort of put a new frame around what we're experiencing. You know, this might be just really a difficult point in life, but you know what? God is here. God is in this. God is not absent. Now, we may be left, as I shared with you that verse from Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belong to Him. And oftentimes we want the why question answered. But I want to just suggest to you that if we don't get our why questions answered, change the question. The question we need to ask is simply this, who? If we don't have the why, ask the who. And the who is always Him, and He is always with us. Number, next question, I should say, is God's word true or not? What we believe about the Bible, what it says about Him, what it says about that God is a loving God, that God is a God who answers prayer, that God is a God who sustains us in troubles. I think of the Apostle Paul. You remember as he wrote to the Corinthians, he, he says he prayed multiple times for God to deliver him from what he described as a thorn in the flesh. We don't know exactly what that was, but, but is, is God's word true or not? God, are you going to answer my prayers when I cry out to you? God gives him an answer. He just simply says, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. So God chose not to relieve him of that difficult situation, but God does give him this promise that, as he says in his word, that I will give you strength and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And, uh, and what God chooses, what God allows, uh, that is okay. And just to say, Lord, I'm going to choose to believe what you say rather than what I feel. By the way, when our feelings get ramped up and they're in play, uh, we're going to lose our confidence in a big hurry. But we need to come back to just say, is God's word true or not? And lastly, who, are, who am I thinking about when I'm in these troublesome situations? Am I thinking about him or am I thinking about me? If the focus is on self, then we're going to just kind of crumble into our own misery. But we need to redirect, reframe our thinking. What about him? Lord, what, what does this say about you? We live in a fallen world where there's trouble, there's hurts, there's things that, that we would choose not to be here. But Lord, I want to think about you. Someday you're going to deliver me and everything, redeem everything from, from this, the world itself. Uh, we understand those that are not believers in God, he, that stand before him as, as to be judged. Those who are believers in him stand before him entering into his presence. But for us as believers, we understand all of us is going to be redeemed and with him. We have a future. Heaven is real. Heaven is real. Eternal life is real. 
That's what we come to believe in Scripture, and that's what propels us on. And if we just get so fastened in our own hurts, and we can't get, get untied from our own thinking about us and wanting life to be what we expect it to be, uh, we're going to go in the wrong direction. But he says, oh, what's it say about him? What can I think about him? Think about the future. Think about his sustaining the past. Think of the fact that you're still here. <laughs> you know, you, you, that you're still here and you're still going on. Uh, what you can't see, because what's on the other side of the camera that's recording me right now, is a series of pictures. Uh, uh, one was given to me and a number of ones that I have taken over the years that are photographs that I like to see. And uh, I remember when I set up that display, they were all framed carefully. Because the frame just makes the picture see, see so much, seem so much better and organized. What we need to do is take the events of life and reframe them. And I hope these questions, these statements, these thoughts that I've just given you will help you reframe your thoughts. So that when we encounter those things that are secret, those things that we really can't understand and fully process, we can just leave those things to God and we can find encouragement. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that's an encouragement to you. I hope you'll share this video with others so that others can receive the same encouragement. May God richly bless you.